morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are here to join with me today for a nice hot cup of, mmm, that tastes so good. (laughs) Oh, well, what is today? Goodness, I haven't even looked at what the date is. It is the 27th of May, 2020. We are knocking on the door of June. I can't believe it whatsoever. Time flies way too fast. I say this all the time, and uh, I think it's just going to keep getting worse. (laughs) Oh, well, it's Wednesday also. It's hump day. We're halfway through the week. We're working towards the weekend, and uh, what is the weather going to be this weekend? We had a we had a surprisingly good weekend with not a whole lot of rain uh, this past, but what is this coming going to be? Let's go to the 10-day forecast for central Illinois. Oh my, we have got a chance of thunderstorms today and tomorrow and Friday, but it looks like Saturday and Sunday we're going to be mostly sunny and in the 70s. Woohoo! Got some more things to do. It'll be time to mow the yard again. That's one thing. Takes uh, takes a long time to mow this gigantic yard. Um, we've all, pretty well got all the planting done in the garden. Uh, we'd like to plant a few more things. Uh, but uh, some of that stuff is more of a spring planting, and it just didn't happen. We didn't get any lettuce planted, and I know that disappointed my wife, uh, but uh, I think it may be too late unless we rig up something different for the the planting of, uh, of lettuce. I don't know. I'm going to put my thinking cap on for that. <sighs> well, you know, today... When I was thinking about what to talk about, I came into the office and uh, I was looking at some of the different books on the shelves. And there's one shelf that's pretty well, you know, dedicated to my wife's stuff. The top one, two, three shelves is all cooking books, of which I think I have one up there. And I know she has more cooking books than that. Then we get down into the bottom three, and it's more along the line of gardening. And uh, I was there was one that jumped out because it's just it's a uh, a white background book, and it had big letters on the spine. And it's like, oh, I remember that book, and. Uh, I remember when when she got it. It was, it's an older book. I mean, she bought it new. When was this thing printed? Uh, nineteen ninety seven. But I think it was the original was nineteen ninety two it looks like or eighty two nineteen eighty two from the back of the book but anyway the book is called I love the title Worms Eat My Garbage Second Edition by Mary Appeloff and it's all about how to set up and maintain a worm composting system. Uh, back about ten years well it was ten years ago in January she had taken a class 
um, a series of classes. It was the Master Gardener program through the University of Illinois Extension. And she was learning lots of neat, good things. And um, But they wanted each of the students to pick something to specialize in. And she decided to specialize in vermiculture, which is the raising of worms. And we did. We, had, uh, we were raising worms in the house for at least one year. I don't know if we did it a second year. Uh, it's an interesting concept and challenge. Um, but it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a pretty neat thing. Uh, my grandma Quicksaw, she used to raise worms down in the cellar and she would put different types of compost in there on top for them to eat. And, um, and then she would use the, uh, the worms for, uh, for fishing primarily, uh, cause they did a lot of fishing. Uh, having their pond, that was a key source of their food. And, you know, uh, I don't know how many of you get into composting or how many of you get into, uh, uh, you know, different kinds of ways of getting rid of your, your garbage. Uh, if you live in town, you're kind of limited on what you can do. Uh, really, there's probably two options and that is uh, you either have a garbage disposal or you just throw it out in the trash and you, you know it goes away with your garbage pickup and um, <clears throat> you know that's that's kind of what you're you're limited to unless you have some sort of a of a you know a recycling composty kind of thing our main recyclers of food like this on our farm is the chickens. You throw something out there and pretty well they're going to eat it with the exception of orange rinds. They don't know what to do with them. They're too hard. They they did play with them a little bit, but all they do is just dry up in the chicken yard. Oh, oh pardon me. A yawn jumped on me. Um, and you don't feed them onions because that's not healthy for the chickens. <clears throat> but otherwise, I mean, you can throw anything out there and they're on it. Um, they'll eat any kind of vegetable you throw out. you got little bits of meat, you know, a hot dog left over from one of the grandkids, and you throw it out there, they're on it. It's hilarious. I We had um, a partially eaten corn dog. And, uh, the, the, the cornmeal part had come off of it and it was just, you know, like a half a hot dog. And when I threw that out with the pan of other scraps, a chicken saw that, grabbed it with its beak and ran <laughs> because it was too big for it to eat. And it ran trying to get away from all the other chickens. And once a couple of chickens saw what was happening, Took off after the other chicken. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> if we, uh, <clears throat> uh, my wife has come across some uh, other things, you know, like uh, crawdads or something that uh, small ones, and she's tossed them in there, and the chickens eat them as well. They'll eat, they'll eat anything. If the, if an egg breaks, they're they're eating the egg. Uh, again, they have no problems with some forms of cannibalism. They, that's just, uh, 
That's just the nature of chickens. They're like little miniature dinosaurs out there. And, you know, the idea with with worms is uh, they're a little bit slower on the eating. They don't eat as fast as chickens. But the castings, which is the nice way of saying worm poop, is uh, is great fertilizer. And uh, what you what you raise, uh, or you know what when you compost and, and raise worms and the worms do the work for you, uh, their castings gets all worked through you know the the soil that you have them in, and that soil becomes like gold uh, to people who do gardening. Uh, there's just so many fantastic nutrients in there. In other words, it's taking something that you rejected, that was rotting, that was nasty, that you didn't want to eat, your scraps or your rejected food, and you put it there to the worms, and they take it, and they transform it over time, because it's not fast like a chicken. Chicken gobbles it up, poops it out the same day. This takes more time but what you're left with is gold. What you're left with is something that is golden. I mean, not color gold, but you get what I'm saying. And it will allow growth with your other plants. Uh, it's fantastic stuff. You see, when a chicken, when it poops out what it eats, that manure is hot. That manure is burning. If you take chicken manure that is fresh and you immediately put it on plants, it'll kill the plants. There's too much nitrogen. Chicken poop has to be composted further, and we've got some composting bins so that whenever we, you know, we've got wood shavings in the chicken house, and uh, so whenever we take those out and put in fresh, we've got a couple of special composting bins where we throw it, and we let it sit for months and months and months, ideally over a year. And then you can put that out there. You know, some things, they don't come fast. Some, some processes take longer. It's a slower process. And, you know, the, in thinking about this, what it makes me think about is the process of forgiveness. Um, you know, there's all kinds of offenses that we face each day. Some things don't really bother us much at all. You bump into somebody at the grocery store uh, with your cart and, uh, you know, say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit your cart. And they say, that's okay. You know, it's no biggie. It's, it's, we know, I know you didn't mean it. Usually it doesn't turn into a full conversation. Usually it's, it's like, oops, sorry. They go, no problem. You know, then that's it. Because it isn't something large. It doesn't create a belief. It's just accepted at face value because there's an understanding that has taken place. But there's other things where whatever it is, it hurts. Whatever it is, it's very unexpected. Whatever it is has a lot of emotion part built up. And the the emotions, you know, are tied into, as you've heard me say before, emotions grow out of beliefs. 
And I think the kinds of things that wound us or hurt us the most are ones where we have a strong belief already in the background. And that belief may be totally accurate. It may be inaccurate. But we've got a strong, powerful belief. And then when something, you know, we see something, hear something, something triggers, tickles, whatever you want to call it, that belief, then all of a sudden it can result in a pretty powerful wound. You know, if we just look at the current situation, there's a lot of people very scared and terrified over the coronavirus. Um, and there's definite reasons why people develop that fear. We have had nothing but nonstop talk about it on the TV as if nothing prior to that even occurred on television. It's, it's, uh, it's all the time. We have actions being taken to, you know, try to protect uh, as this, you know, virus runs its course. We have daily updates on how many people are sick, how many people have died. Uh, as the country and the individual states and communities and people are needing to get back to uh, normal life, needing to get back, there is, you know, the, the continuous mantra of if we open things too soon, that more and more people are going to die. And you hear people, you know, political figures, you hear uh, different leaders out there, you hear the news media, you know, saying if, you know, if we follow this person's plan, then they're going to be responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. So it's understandable. It's understandable why many people are very afraid and have a lot of fear. And then when they're out and about, they see somebody not taking the precautions that they take or that they believe should be taken. And it triggers that fear. And that fear is tied to a belief. And all that stuff gets stirred around, and a person may feel very wounded, feel very hurt. That's how this kind of stuff works. It doesn't, and this is just an example I'm working with that everybody can, can probably relate to, but it may relate to a lot of other things. A lot of times the different kinds of wounds that we have tie back to, you know, past experiences, current experiences, things with school, but usually ties into when we go through those things, what are we believing about ourselves? And what are we believing about other people or specific people? And what do you do with it? What do you do with it? Because it's, it's hurting. It's causing a lot of pain. It causes a lot of distress. And the stronger the emotions that we feel, it's very easy to start ramping up what we believe into something that may not be completely accurate. Which brings me back to worms. 
which brings me back to worms. What do worms do? They eat the garbage. They eat the garbage over time. Worms are like the process of forgiveness. If we don't have a way of dealing with our food garbage, it accumulates, it stinks, it becomes nasty. You don't want to be around it. If we accumulate our hurts, our pains, our perceptions or misperceptions, if we keep accumulating those offenses that occur in daily life, whether they're caused by another person's actions or whether now it's it's a part of a uh, endless loop tape going through her own head and doesn't need anybody else's intervention because it's it's stuck in an endless loop. Well, we got to do something with it. We've got to do something with it. And that's where forgiveness comes into play like worms do. Forgiveness does not mean what the person did was right. Forgiveness is a process where we allow ourselves to move forward. And there's different things that we do. There's different things that allow us to compost the offenses and turn it into something else. For me, I go back to the time period of 1993 and 1994 when I learned my biggest lessons regarding forgiveness and started me on a totally different path where I was not an ongoing, angry, uh, professional victim person. It's where I started making changes in how I looked at things and how I processed things. And for me, having a teacher's heart, I work to teach other people on this, those that, you know, want to hear, want to listen. Not everybody's ready for forgiveness. Some people are. Some people aren't hurting. It sounds bad to say it, but they're they're not hurting enough to be willing to try something different. It's kind of like a hot potato. You pull a baked potato out of the oven with your bare hands, it's burning you. Well, why don't you set it down? Why don't you drop it? Well, I'm not supposed to do that. Well, then if you keep holding on to it, it's going to keep hurting. You got to do something with it. Same thing with forgiveness. You can hold on to the bitterness. You can hold on to the anger and it will change you. It'll change you for the worse. Or you can embrace the concept of forgiveness and let the worms start transforming how you view things, how you react to things, what you believe about things. And all of a sudden, you start noticing the changes. It doesn't happen fast. It's not chickens. It's worms. And all of a sudden, when you're done, you're left with gold. You're left with a skill process that you can carry with you the rest of your life. I think I'm going to... um, probably touch base a little bit more on forgiveness on our next few podcasts, if that's okay with you. And excuse me. And so with that, I see that it's approaching six. I've got a telephone conference call in 
50 minutes and I've got dogs and goats and chickens to feed. So we will wrap up for today. You take care. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.